0: space through facebook youtube twitter and periscope Stu is also the spymaster director of our mystery shopping report he dispatches our secret shopper weekly to an unsuspecting south florida dealership and now on with the show good morning everybody i don't know how it is in your neck of the woods but in south florida at least in palm beach county it's pretty gloomy out there we got a lot of a lot of clouds a lot of winds a little chilly well, how can we complain when you look at what's going on the coal blasts in the rest of the United States? Anyway, here I am, the recovering car dealer, and I'm in the radio studio, uh, True Oldies, with uh, my team. We're missing one team member this morning, my son, Stu Stewart. Uh, he's being ultra-cautious. We call it an abundance of caution. Uh, lawyers call it an abundance of caution. I had a little fever uh, yesterday and last night, and little bit of a cough, so just to be uh, ultra-cautious, he's going to get a COVID test, and I'm sure he's okay, and uh, he's probably listening to the show right now, so we're going to be covering for him, he's a mystery, he's a cyberspace uh, expert, he's the mystery shopping report, uh, uh, commander-in-chief, so we'll have to assume those duties along with his uh, anonymousfeedback.com and also the text. and so Rick's going to hang Hang on to the iPhone and try to cover that with you. So we'll cover everything. We're looking forward to all your calls. And uh, the main thing I'd like to uh, communicate to you that you really make the show. We uh, we wouldn't be on the air if you didn't call or text or uh, use the YouTube or Facebook, Twitter, Periscope. We're everywhere. We're all over cyberspace. And, of course, the, the, the number we like the most is... Uh, our old-fashioned phone number, because we hear your voice, and uh, it's a personal touch. I don't think I don't think telephones will ever go away. I don't think text can ever fully uh, replace that. Maybe, I don't know. I mean, who knows what's going to happen? This digital explosion we got going, who knows? But uh, for me, good old telephone, we prioritize our phone calls. If you call this number, 877-960-9960, 877 877- 960 9960. If you call this number you're going to get an answer if you're the first, uh, I think three callers. Might be four. So we we prioritize uh, your phone calls so you don't have to wait. And we will try uh, like the co-founder of the show, Nancy Stewart monitors those phones real closely and uh, she is supposed to interrupt everything to prioritize phone calls. So when you call, we'll get to your call. We will not keep you holding for a long time. At least we'll try our darndest. If we get two or three on the line and you call, you you might have to wait a little bit, but 877-960-9960, 877-960-9960. You make the show. I mean, I'm not saying this to flatter you, but every week I learn something. I mean, I've been in the business for over 50 years. I started out in 1968 as a car dealer, and you'd think I would know a lot, but every week I hear something from you about automobiles I wasn't aware of, and I love it. And uh, we find answers, or we try to. we got Rick Kearney here with us, as I said in my introduction. He knows all there is to know about the mechanics, electronics, the computerization of automobiles. I mean, the high-tech uh, Bluetooth and Wi-Fi, and, and uh, I mean... Uh, a car is a complicated uh, computer these days. It's a complicated product. And I'm a dealer. I have a, a car dealership. Uh, we, we've we been in business uh, for a, a long, long time. And one of the most common complaints I get from my customers is not being able to understand their cars. And uh, of course, I get uh, angry when I hear that because we're supposed to tra- train people uh, when they take the car, we're supposed to I give them all the information but frankly it's a challenge because there's so much and, and 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 things are improving so quickly thank thank god largely with safety devices or safety things that you find a car today that you just didn't have around 10 years ago so if you haven't traded a car and in 10 years and you get a new car uh you better take about a week to learn everything about that car and i don't i don't mean that literally i think a a good day would do it but you need to sit down with a technician or somebody that really understands it. And uh, we'll get a lot of calls today and hopefully Rick will be able to help you with most of those. And uh, we've, got, uh, we've also got Nancy Stewart, my, my uh, wife, and she's my co-founder of this show back in the, you know, 20 years ago when we started out a half an hour on a, a radio called Sea View. They're no longer in business. We're still in the same studio, or the same building, I should say, and now we're two hours. And Nancy Stewart is our uh, female advocate. Uh, she's, uh, you know, ladies are different than men. Did you, did you know about that? <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, so you've got to be careful when you talk about the difference between men and women.
1: Hey, you got the guys smiling in the studio. <laughs> I, l- I, but, l- I, I love mean, it. You know, they're
0: g- but there are good differences. I mean, thank God there are differences, right? We'd be in okay, trouble. Vive uh, la différence. That's right. That's right. Your, your French accent is terrible. but that's a, Thank I, you. I understood what you meant. But uh, ladies see life a little differently. Uh, they see cars differently. They buy cars a little differently. And uh, they have their cars maintained and repaired a little differently. They see things a little differently, and they are a huge power because they're half of half of the the people out there, human beings, half are ladies. And statistics prove they buy at least half of everything. In fact, I've seen some statistics that they have more than half of the wealth uh, of the of the world of the country, and. Uh, Anyway, they're very, very important people, and they're neglected. They truly are, especially in car dealerships when you go in to buy a car. She's on top of that, and she has very strong opinions about that. And uh, we invite the lady callers, 877-960-9960. I'm going to give that out again. And now I'm going to turn the mic over to Nancy because she has a very special offer. You've heard it before. If you're a regular listener. But if you're a new listener, don't touch that dial. If you're a new listener, especially female, hang on because you're going to hear an offer that you're not going to believe.
1: Good morning. Good morning to all of you out there. We have an exciting show ahead, and we're going to have a great time. Very informative, entertaining, and uh, as Earl mentioned earlier, uh, females do Well, they they purchase uh, more cars than anyone would realize. And what's great right now is the auto dealers, um, some of them are getting it. And if they don't, it is a financial disaster for them. The successful ones are getting it. Yeah, and so there's more of the uh, auto dealers that are getting it today. So we're uh, grateful for that. Ladies, uh, we're going to offer you $50 $50 for the first two new lady callers. So take advantage of that this morning and give us a call at 877-960-9960. And uh, ladies, uh, did you get what you wanted for your trade-in? Uh, how was service? Uh, your experience that you can share with us. Um, also, uh, you can definitely help other ladies that are listening to the show that are just a little bit hesitant a little bashful and they you know don't call the show and I talk to them throughout the week I get texts and they're like I said they're a little bashful so if you call in not only are you going to win $50 for the first new first two new lady callers but you'll be helping others other females that were out there and purchased a vehicle and maybe they weren't respected as they should um, and then again maybe they had a great experience would love to hear it all 877-960-9960 and don't forget your you can also text us at 772-497-6530 now back to the recovering car dealer
0: yeah, I mentioned Rick Kearney a minute ago, and uh, uh, Toyota calls him a certified master diagnostic technician. Uh, that's the highest uh, honor ranking, whatever you want to call it, any technician can reach uh, with the Toyota Corporation. Um, and uh, his knowledge expands way beyond Toyota, uh, maybe because of this show. I mean, he's done a lot of self-education, he, uh, his fingers are flying on Google a lot. And uh, he knows a lot about all years, makes, and models of cars. So just because you don't have a Toyota doesn't mean you can't ask Rick a question. And I alluded earlier to the fact that cars are complicated today. I'm going to ask Rick this question myself. What is the most common, maybe the most common two or three questions that you're asked about people that take delivery of a new vehicle and they go home and... Uh, something's not working but when
2: when you get into the picture what was the problem on a brand new car brand new. something that's only a couple weeks old
0: uh, the yeah theme, yeah i mean a late model i mean it could be a, a 2021 20 or even a 19 but okay. they bought a, a used maybe but it's it's fresh to them mm-hmm. and here they are and they got a problem
2: number 1 how do i get my phone to connect properly how do i get CarPlay to work, Google CarPlay, Apple CarPlay, how do I get my text messages, my Bluetooth? It, it used to be, hey, my AC doesn't seem quite as cold as it should. Yeah. And 15 years ago, 20 years ago, we used to joke how folks would, they'd fix air conditioning before they'd fix their brakes. Mm-hmm. Now, air conditioning brakes, whether the engine runs or not, all that seems to take a back seat to the electronics of how do I get internet in my car? How do okay. I get my phone to pair so, up my car?
0: So the okay. So that's basically how do I get my smartphone to um, integrate, pair, become one with what my car is doing? And and uh, that is number one. Do you see yeah. a pattern in uh, do more Android users or do more uh, iOS? Uh, you know, what 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 sort of is it a is it an iPhone or an Android that has the most problems?
2: Well, it's interesting because it's almost a, a 50-50 split because it seems like, and and I don't mean to sound this in, in the wrong way or be ageist or anything, but because I'm, I'm 52 years old, and it, I'll tell you, it took me a little while to pick up the technology myself. Mm-hmm. It seems the older folks gravitate to the iPhones because they are... More of a straightforward, a more user friendly interface, and they can also afford iPhones because they're more expensive, yeah, but also iPhones just seem to be more geared towards making the experience straightforward and simple, and yet they're more structured and and they're they're they don't allow some of the flexibility of an Android. that Android phones will have Android phones, it seems like. You can kind of go off the beaten path and do some odd things with them. Well, you have an Android yourself, personally. No, I, I run iPhones, okay. actually. Yeah, I'm, I'm old. I, I stick with the idiot phone. I got you. It just, uh, I, I love the way they work. But I do have to understand the Android systems as well, and and I can appreciate the, the, the folks that do love them because there is a certain amount of, I'll, I'll say it, the flexibility. You, there's... You can get off the beaten path. You can do things with an Android phone that Apple will not allow you yeah. to do with iPhones.
0: Well, here's uh, here, here's what you know. What I'm what we're going to do because I say I learned something. I learned something, Rick. I learned something from my callers, uh, Rick. You're going to do a YouTube on that, and we're going to put it online. And uh, we, in fact, you could do multiple YouTubes. And, and my my question after that is, if I am fall in that category, can I go online and say? I just bought a 2020 Honda Accord, and uh, I can't pair my iPhone with my navigation system. Uh, what should I do? I Google that.
2: Will I find a YouTube that will tell me how to do that? You will find so many that you will be overwhelmed right. with them. So that's, it's, it's, yeah. My best advice to anyone when you're going to uh, pair your phone... Be very specific in your description of what phone you have, what car you have, and even down to the trim level of the car, yeah. because otherwise you will have so many different people, you know, offering videos. And just look for the one that's highest rated and go with it. Very good. And I guarantee you will get top-notch advice on how to pair phones. Very good. And,
1: you know these um, YouTube's that you talk about. You know I find the ones that are um, brief, focused, and detailed, that you know is pretty helpful. Uh, Rick, what would you say is more user, uh, people-friendly, uh, the iPhone or the Android? The
2: iPhones are, are easier to use for the most part. Yeah, I agree. And the the, the only reason I say that is because every single model of iPhone. Certain things like setting up the Bluetooth and that follow a specified track on every single one, they're the same. You go to settings, you go to Bluetooth, you do this, you do this, and you're connected. Androids, there's because there are so many different companies that use Android, and each one has their own say in how they're going to set it up. So Androids can be a little different for per one. That's why one of the best factors that I know of is to be able to find a little bit of Google reference on it. And I'll, I'll let you know a secret. One of the absolute best qualities of a mechanic, the, the best mechanics, aren't necessarily the guys that seem to know it all. It's the guys that know how to find the answer. Because I don't know it all, and I never will. I, there's no way hmm. you could. Let me interrupt you there, and uh, before
0: I, while I interrupt you, I want to uh, read an anonymous feedback, because I, I think some people don't like it when I interrupt people. This is uh, anonymous feedback that came in earlier it was after the show last week it says Earl you sound like a, and I can't say the word on the air it's really a nasty word uh, and uh, but I uh, you'd understand it if I, if I said it uh, when you disagree with anyone huge turn off for me and my husband when we watch a show as a lady listener uh, you're a bully and I've stopped recommending your show so I apologize for that you know it's 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 uh, I I do have kind of an aggressive nature, and I try to keep it under control. But I also try to keep the show under control. And I, I read that because I want you to know that we're honest and transparent. And no matter what you say about us, we're gonna we're gonna go along with that. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna tell people because we know we're not. If if we pleased everyone, we'd be kind of like some of these politicians that yeah. tell you what you want to hear. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we yeah. have to. Tell you what you may not want to hear because we feel it's the truth. So I apologize for that. Uh, uh,
2: Back, let's. Can can I I throw a thought on that one? Sure. I I have been your employee for 25 years now, almost 26. And I've counted you as a friend for most of that time. And I got to say, even here on the radio show, I will never agree with you 100% of the time because there are times that. one of us is going to be right. One's sure. going to be wrong. Yeah. And who wants a yes man? I think the good talk
0: shows are the ones that are totally honest. And uh, you can be honest and wrong. And yeah. uh, But I would rather listen to a, a person, male or female, if they were honest and even wrong some of the time. So one that was not honest. And uh, sounded really good all the time, Nancy.
1: Absolutely, um, transparency is what you're going to find right here at Earl Stewart on Cars. Transparency and honesty, and uh, the proof is in the pudding. Uh, Earl just read a, you know, a text from YourAnonymousFeedback.com, and that's why we have that uh, offer to you, YourAnonymousFeedback.com, but guaranteed. It will be read on the air. So uh, with that said, uh, remember that phone number where you can get in touch with us at 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. We've been
0: talking a lot. Do you have any text or uh, YouTube yet, Rick?
1: We have a caller. We have a caller. Prioritize, yeah. yeah. uh, we're going to go to Howard. And uh, Howard's calling us from Jupiter. Good morning, Howard. Hello, Howard.
3: Good morning. I hope everything is fi- fine with you. I know uh, the weather isn't that great, but uh, it's a little cool for me. I I, I like the hot weather. But uh, <laughs> wait, you know, wait a couple of weeks, we'll get hot weather again. Yes. yes. Okay. So true. Here's my question. Here's my question. I, I, actually, it's a statement. Uh, I was driving in my friend's uh, Genesis, 2017. Uh, On the highway, and uh, uh, he was trying to uh, go into his right lane, and for some reason, the car swerved out. The car automatically did not did not let him go into the right lane because there was a car there. Mm
4: -hmm.
3: In other words, it's it's protecting uh, him from crashing into a car on the side. Mm -hmm. Now, my question is this: How many car makers have this feature? Uh, I, I think Le- Lexus has it, but I'm not sure if Toyota
0: has it. Yes, they do. In fact, I think most of the manufacturers have that. Some have it available, uh, in more mem- uh, on more models, uh, and some fewer. Some of them more on the luxury
2: models. Uh, uh, what's your observation, Rick? Howard, I got uh, one quick question. Was he using his turn signal at the time? No. Ah. What he experienced was the Lane Keep Assist. That's the Toyota term for it, and I'm sure others have other terms, but most manufacturers now have not only the blind spot monitor, like Earl's mentioned before, that lights up in your mirror when there's a car there, but also Lane Keep Assist and Lane Departure Alert. The Lane Departure Alert will beep when you get too close to the line, and the Lane Keep Assist, if you don't use your turn signal, it will actually vibrate the wheel and push you back in your lane Mm. to try to keep you in your lane. One of the problems
0: is, uh, Howard and and Rick, uh, when the person doesn't understand that, it can be uh, frightening. And uh, it could actually inadvertently cause an accident. I recall the first time I experienced it, uh, I thought I was having a problem. I thought there was a mechanical issue because you're driving down the road and you have your lane keep assist on, you don't know it. And... uh, and you look in your view mirror, side view mirror, whatever it may be, and you see everything's clear behind you. So you're not going to, you should use your turn signal even when you can't see anybody behind you. But how many people really do that?
1: Exactly. And so <laughs> you
0: start to slowly change, and all of a sudden your wheel whips back and it won't change lanes. And yeah. you don't know a thing about lane keep assist. And the salesperson that sold you the car. He probably didn't know about it. If he did, he did decided it was too big a hurry to tell you. Yep. So education, education, education. Yeah. It's a great it, safety device, but it can also be, counterintuitive. it can also be a danger.
1: It, it, it's definitely a safety feature that I couldn't live without now. And most of all, hey, I'm just saying, there are more people on the road who do not use their turn signals today. I I uh, Somebody chime in here. This yeah, yeah. this
2: yeah. is one step closer to autonomous cars, and it's a great step.
0: Okay, I let's agree. get to some text or some yeah. uh, new uh, new questions I've here. Oh, we got no, we got Howard on the line still. Yep. Howard, I'm sorry, wait, I forgot wait, about you. Wait. We were <laughs> we were question. talking so much, I forgot you were there. Yeah,
3: one other question. Uh, uh, he was going at a fast rate. If, I think if you, if you go slower, under 25 miles an hour, it doesn't kick in. Is that correct, Rick? Yes.
2: Are you sure about that? Actually, it's under about 30 to 31 degrees. Lane departure alert and lane keep assist do not activate. Blind spot monitor, on the other hand, will operate at any speed, for, uh, even sitting still. You're talking about for Toyota. That's for Toyota, and I would bet that's going to be the same on most. But, but we don't know. There will be yeah. a lower limit where lane departure no. alert and lane keep assist do not activate.
0: Once again, it's learning about your car, and uh, we don't know what Hyundai's do, and we don't know what Honda's do. We know what Toyotas do. But read the owner's manual. Have someone explain it to you. Yeah, there's two reasons to know about. It. First of all, it's a valuable assist to 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 uh, help you and keep you safer. And also, it can be a danger if you don't know what it is. Uh, for example, the uh, you know the blindside monitor. If you assume it's on all the time, and you take your car in the car wash, and somebody gets too uh, ambitious inside when he's wiping your dash down, it can turn the switch off on your blindside monitor. So you get in the car, fat and happy, and driving home because you don't need to worry about somebody in your blindside because you'll be alerted. Well, guess what? He turned it off. Yep. And you whip over and you and you hit somebody. So. Education, learning more about your car is primary, and it's one of the biggest problems we have because the buyers of newer cars are not being informed properly, and we talked about that before. But, Howard, thank you very much for the call.
3: Okay, one other thing, very important. I'm going to stump Rick on this question. Okay. I think I could stump him. When do you turn the track uh, control, traction control off?
2: Rick. Myself, I wouldn't. But there are times that you might need to turn it off if you're stuck in some loose sand or, for those up north, a little bit of slushy snow. You might need to deactivate it if you've got two wheels, uh, or even all wheels got. You might have to turn it off to try to get loose. But I would leave traction control on all the time.
3: Yeah, Rick, you're right. Uh, You get stuck in the snow, you turn it off, you get out, and you turn it back on.
0: You're absolutely correct. Does it affect your uh, gas mileage, Rick? Is there, if uh, if you have your traction controlling all the time, does that affect your. Nope,
2: not at all. Because traction control will only come into play in a slip situation.
0: I th- I would think that there would be some way that you should uh, make that the default position and have to turn a. Off instead of on. In other words. Oh, it is. Yeah. You,
2: it is on all the time. Yeah. You can turn it off on some cars, uh-huh. but it's actually you should never have to turn it off. I got you. Very interesting.
3: Except it, except if you get caught in the snow,
0: it's, yeah, you want yeah. To get, get out. Yeah. Occasionally. Yep. Hasn't happened to me in several weeks. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
3: Okay. Thanks very much. Have a good day and a pleasure talking to you guys.
1: Thanks, thanks Howard. Boy, I could have used that back in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Great feature. <clears throat> uh, I just, the wheels just were spinning. <laughs> yeah. Okay, <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, 877 960 9960. And you can text us, of course, at 772 497 6530. Don't forget, ladies, we would love to hear from you. $50 for the first two new lady callers. And don't forget about Earl's Vigilantes. I have to take a moment, excuse me, Ruth and uh, talk about that and ask uh, do you consider yourself uh, an auto expert Um, tired of all the dealer dishonesty Um, we we sure could use your help and you'd be helping people in your community so sign up at Earlsvigilantes.com, and uh, we'll have a whole lot of fun and you can you know share the experience and you can also win yourself a great booking hat that Earl is wearing this morning and uh, Jonathan will get a little picture of that and uh, you get yourself a free hat so there you go now back to Rick
2: uh, my first one here is from Mark Smith up in Iowa and he says now right now their conditions he's got 3 to 4 inches of snow coming he's in cold temperatures below 30 and 6 plus inches on the ground and his question is my driver's front window began binding up yesterday or the day before, and it's never happened before. This is a 2019 Camry, and he says it doesn't feel like it jumped the track. Well, being in that cold weather, what you may be experiencing, Mark, is the rubber uh, weather strip around the window sticking to the glass a little bit. What you might try is a little bit of glass cleaner, and if you can find it at the auto store a dry silicone lubricant but in a crayon form not the spray you never want to put sprays inside the door because it can get on the lock actuator and kill the door lock actuators but a dry lubricant that you can rub in like a waxy silicone lubricant into that window channel may help loosen things up especially in these winter conditions where for you folks up north i know know down here we're we're seeing springtime really all the time but you guys have got it really really bad right now and try that to help lubricate that track up a little bit okay let's have another one as a matter of fact i'm going to switch over to the text messages just real quick for Anne marie because she came up with a really excellent text it's kind of long so i'm going to just paraphrase a little bit and this is talking about the state of texas with the huge arctic blast that they really weren't prepared for because you know
1: who has seen those
2: temperatures in that area in the last hundred years. The new Ford F-150 has an optional system called the Pro Power Onboard feature. It's basically an electric generator and there's also versions on the hybrid system that these things can put out over 2,000 kilowatts of power. Now. From our hurricane days with running a small generator that's only 5,000 kilowatts, I can tell you, 2,000 will still run a good space heater. It'll keep some electric going to uh, be able to boil water on a hot plate, something like that. It, It could run a small microwave. Things, the necessary things that you need right now. Cool idea. I like it. And Ford CEO Jim Farley took note of how people have mentioned that they've been able to do this He has asked Texas dealers to please get all of the new F-150s with that feature and loan them out to residents in need of power. Wow. And this has actually been reported in the auto news. Uh, Reportedly, there's over 400 of these trucks on lots in the state. And an Edmunds reviewer said that a fully gassed F-150 can be used as a generator for days It won't run everything in your house, but it'll give you some lights. It'll give you some power. And i got to say, this is a fantastic thing that they're doing.
0: Well, let me tell you you something. Uh, uh, First of all, let me tell Anne-Marie. I I think Nancy's (laughs) going to get jealous because I do love Anne-Marie. I I do love Anne-Marie Delgado.
1: Oh, she's fantastic.
0: And uh, she is one of our very, very best callers. Uh, Jim Farley, by the way, uh, I know personally... Yeah, uh, he used to head up the Cyan division for Toyota, and then he uh, moved into other responsibilities. Uh, since he's taken over at Ford, CEO of Ford, let me tell you something: you're going to see some amazing things. This guy Farley is just—he's uh, not only a super smart guy, but he is a uh, oh What's the word? He's—he's he's a good person. He—he he understands human beings. He cares about uh, his customers. He cares about doing things right. And uh, he's going to be an amazing CEO. I predict that Ford is going to make one huge comeback, and uh, they need it. This generator idea is not only uh, good for the F-150, but what a PR move! Absolutely. Uh, and uh, this will sell a lot of F-150s. Oh and yeah. It'll sell the the Ford brand. So, Anne Marie, again, thanks for a great call. I didn't know that. And uh,
1: you, you know, I'm, I got a um, I got a text message from. Uh, our grandson Owen this morning who is in Dallas without power ah. and uh, because of Jim Farley they're in a much better place um, he was teasing he said we got the toaster running Yep. <laughs> uh, but as you said Whoa. it's effective but it only you know it'll only give energy to just some now, small appliances
2: I gotta add one thing though folks yeah. important safety note super important mm-hmm. safety note make sure the vehicle is outside, yes. at least 10 or 15 feet away from, your ve- away from your home, completely away, and make sure that the exhaust is pointed away from your house and that the exhaust is not getting covered by snow or drifts of snow. Mm-hmm. If that exhaust starts to plug up, you get carbon yeah. monoxide poisoning okay. that starts spreading. Yes. Okay. So clear the exhaust and make sure it's a safe plot. Great okay. information.
1: Do we have any phone calls over there? Uh, we haven't. No okay. phone calls. Okay. 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Okay, here's an
0: anonymous feedback. And uh, this came in uh, a comment on our mystery shopping report of Beth Smith Kia. I'll just read it. I agree with your mystery shop of Beth Smith Kia, 100%. I just got screwed by them as well. I should have done more homework before I bought they get an F from me too. So it was a late vote that came in on Best Smith Kia Mr. Shopping Report. Um, you know the the, the th- thank you for that. And uh, you know part of the part of the uh, what is the word negative side of car dealers doing things like this is when they get exposed. And when you talk about your personal experiences, you get exposed. We do know that uh, Best Smith Kia is uh, on the do not recommend list, and therefore. Uh, maybe when they hear more and more uh, negative comments by people about the way you treat people, maybe they'll clean their act up a little bit. Uh, so we help. so. Thank you for that anonymous feedback. Uh, let me try another one here. Let's see. we got uh, another anonymous feedback. Um, okay. Earl, you said that I cannot return the new car that I just purchased once. I leave the dealership. You kinda, Once you buy it and you, and you drive away, I said you can't uh, return it. What if the check I wrote doesn't go through? Sadly, uh, uh, you would be the enemy and the victim because the dealer would pursue you legally. And uh, he would take it to court and uh, you would lose. Uh, If you give someone a bad check, it's a real serious thing. And uh, you could possibly even be criminally prosecuted. So uh, it's so important when you buy, when you're shopping for a car and you decide to buy it, don't sign the papers. Don't give them a check. I was going to say considerations, a legal term, check, cash, sign an installment sales contract. Don't do any of that until you're absolutely sure. 99.9% of all car dealers will never refund your money. Uh, now, there are some dealers out there that do have uh, return policies, but most of it is pretty sloppy. and means uh, returning if you buy one new car and you don't like it you can bring it in and they get to substitute another new car but that gives them control over what you pay which is not really like getting your money back so uh do not take delivery of that car do not sign on the dotted line until you're absolutely sure
2: okay yeah. let's go to um uh you got some text over there we do uh nate ward is asking he says good morning i have two questions I'm looking at a 19 Toyota RAV4 adventure package for purchase. He says, are there any particular pattern failures that I should be looking for? And second, he says, I've seen reviews where people complain about the transmission and drivetrain making moaning and groaning noises at lower speeds. And these are covered and repaired uh, by way of a TSB that has come out. Uh, are these noises fairly common? And, Nate, actually, those noises are about the only real complaints that I've heard on the new RAVs, and the TSBs do address them. They're actually not very common because it's only on the uh, all-wheel drive versions of the RAV4. The front-wheel drives don't seem to have that issue. Uh, Other than that, they've been really bulletproof cars, as a matter of fact. Did you say what caused that noise, Rick? It's, I'd have to look up the TSBs, but I believe it has to do with the uh, suspension or something in the transfer case Uh of the all-wheel drive portion. I got you. And it's, at lower speeds, you'll hear this, like, slight moaning or groaning sound when you're driving the car, like, through a parking lot or something.
0: So you don't recall the recommended procedure?
2: No, I'd have, have, I can look that up real quick, but while I'm doing that, uh, Nagin1 is asking, he says, I want to ask Earl... I have a friend's daughter just bought a used car, a 2018 Cadillac XT5 with 40,000 miles. Uh, She's first-time buyer, first major purchase, with a good credit score of 770. The dealer is giving her 5.9% interest on this used car. Is that a good deal, do you think? What year did he say it was? A 2018 Cadillac XT5 model with 40,000 miles? You know, it's
0: not a bad interest rate. Uh, it's uh, it's something you should shop and compare. Never accept an interest rate. It could be it could be competitive, but um, I, I'd have to get a chart out and uh, uh, maybe uh, Stu or Josh or one of our outside listeners out there that would know could give us a uh, text on that as to whether it was uh, competitive. But Your credit union or your bank, I would say, likely has at least as good a rate and maybe better. And don't ever accept the dealer offered financing until you've checked and compared that with your credit union and with your bank.
2: Okay. Um, And for Nagin-1, apparently that noise is coming from the front transfer case, like I thought, at 20 to 30 miles an hour, or 20 to 13 on deceleration. What's
0: a a front transfer
2: case? This is actually the uh, device that splits the power from the front wheels and sends it back to the back wheels and controls where the the power goes when you're driving in four-wheel drive. And they're going to be replacing the transfer case, electromagnetic clutch assembly, and reprogramming the ECU. So it's an electronic control unit in there. And that's what apparently is making these noises. Wow, well, that sounds like an expensive repair that uh,
0: Toyota's going to pay for.
2: It's a very expensive one. Their, you yeah.
0: know, their pencil pushers
2: are not going to be happy on that <laughs> one.
0: Yeah, if I had a Rav Four, uh, I would be sure to act on that technical service bulletin, uh, even if I could tolerate the noise.
2: Oh no, if you've got a noise on a brand new car. Yeah. I would absolutely be yeah. addressing it
0: now. Why? Because if they keep that car too long, and it runs out of warranty, mm-hmm. they got a problem.
2: Uh, that transfer case should be a five sixty item, five years, yeah. sixty thousand. But regardless, yeah. I wouldn't let it go very long because yeah. there are some dealers. I, I know. Obviously, you're not going to be this way, but there are some dealers out there that I bet would say, "Well, you've waited too long, and now you've damaged other things." Well, probably, and so we're not we're going to cover maybe that but not these other things.
0: Well, the, the dealers don't are, are not allowed by the manufacturer on a TSB, that's a technical service bulletin. That's pretty common in the trade. All manufacturers use that verbiage, I think, TSB, uh, technical service bulletin. And we are instructed as a dealers not to let the customer know about one unless they complain.
2: Exactly. So if
0: if you're hard of hearing and and you're driving a RAV4, and you don't know you have it and somebody else is driving with you, you say what's that noise you say I don't hear anything just to be safe bring it in and if you if you complain they will check the t- t- technical service bullet, and they get paid for it so they, they should want to repair it because they get paid for it
2: yeah if it's within the warranty period absolutely okay very good and huh. the last one I have here is Brian from California and let's see here. Let me get back to his last one there. Oop, I got it right way. Okay, there we go. Um, again, a kind of a long one here, so I'm going to try to paraphrase this down. Uh, his friend Josh was in the market for a new car, a 2020 Subaru Impreza Sport, and they made an appointment for a test drive. Loved it. Went into the sales manager. The guys put him to work. They installed 1700 dollars in items, oh accessories, boy. brought the MSRP from $25,765 to $27,458. He was able to get them knocked down 1300 dollars of that. They were a little upset to say, ooh, ooh, oh, I don't know if I can use that language on the air, but uh <laughs> no, they were they weren't happy. And Then they tried to sell the car at MSRP, even though the online price was $24.4, which should have knocked another $1,300 off of it. They showed them the VIN, even though they didn't believe it, and they caved in. They saved a total of $2,500 before getting into finance. Now for the real shenanigans. They tried to charge us free oil for life for $1,200 then an eight-year extended warranty for about 3000 hmm. I told the finance manager if we were worried about this car falling apart after a few years, we're in the wrong place. It's yeah. a Subaru. Yeah. The manager angrily said to Josh, you better go to Brian to pay for any repairs if anything happens after the stock warranty, and he says they just laughed at him. Out-the-door price, including sales tax, DMV license and registration, was $27,259. Now their original MSRP was $25,700. So it sounds like they got a doggone decent deal there. My friend was able to take advantage of the discounted vehicle price and 0% interest. and out-the-door price was lower than their selling price without any taxes, tag, or license included. Uh, saved a total of $6,700 in bogus items. Someone not knowing what they were doing would easily have been around thirty-two to thirty three thousand for the same car. He says it was an amazing experience to help a good friend out and once again realize how nasty these people are. The sales manager actually offered Brian a job before they left because he was so impressed with his negotiating skills. I wish you guys were out here in California I would already be working for you. Well, Brian, I, you know, it's, uh, it's great that you, you, your friend has you to go in with.
0: And, uh, and you did it the hard way, but you, you have that type of knowledge and personality that uh, you get the job done and, and you felt good about helping your friend and it had a happy ending to the story. For the average person out there, you, unless you have a Brian to go into a dealership with you who enjoys negotiating and he's sharp enough to be able to catch Uh, the snakes when they're trying to bite you. Uh, Unless you have that, uh, the best way to do it is to use True Car or Costco auto buying program, uh, Consumer Reports, which is also uh, the uh, True Car program. There are a number of good American Express, there are a number of good uh, uh, car buying programs out there. Use a third party uh, source to find out what a good price is. and uh, uh, We prefer the Costco auto program Uh, They have by far the best price as long as you deal directly with Costco and the Costco certified reps, and as long as you see the Costco uh, member-only price sheet.
4: Absolutely.
0: But if you're going going in there and do a battle like you did, Brian, for your friend and get a good price, be prepared to spend a lot of time. And uh, ultimately, you'll, you'll, you'll come out on top because you know, car dealers love to sell cars.
1: Uh, uh, what a happy story. And the moral of the story is, you know, if you can do it, take a friend with you, no matter who you are, because uh, it's going to work to your advantage. Uh, you, uh, I can't stress that enough. Give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And don't forget, youranonymousfeedback.com. We're going to go to the phones where Marty is giving us a call from West Palm Beach. Good morning, Marty. Nice to hear from you. Hi. Hi how are you? We're well, thank you.
5: I, I have a couple of questions. First one I want to know, has Earl Stewart Toyota ever had to take any car back with the Lemon Law?
0: Oh, sure. It's uh, We've had uh, Lemon Laws filed uh, over, Yeah. You know, I've been I've been at that dealership now for 47 or 48 years, so we've had lemon laws for I think almost an entire time. Uh, but we have one every now and then. They're 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 rare. Uh, uh, the lemon law is usually only filed as a last resort, and um, it gets the manufacturer's attention. Uh, why do you ask the question, Marty? Well, I've had Toyotas since the year 2000.
5: And I've never had a problem with, it, with mm. a Toyota that couldn't be fixed. So I just wondered if you really ever run into a situation where a
4: car just can't be fixed.
0: Well, Marty, thanks for the compliment. Yeah, Toyota has built a really good car, but so does Honda and, and, a, and a lot of manufacturers. And you remember, they build millions of cars. You you uh, buy a Toyota or a Honda or you buy a Subaru, your odds against the get a lemon or very, very high against getting a lemon. Uh, you buy a Fiat, different story. But Toyota still has lemons and so does Honda and so does Subaru. And manufacturing is uh, is not completely a science. It's still a little bit of an art. People make mistakes. And uh, when you have a stubborn manufacturer, remember a lemon law is filed against the manufacturer, uh, not the dealer. And the dealer right. is given three chances to repair it. So. In a sense, the dealer is kind of defending the manufacturer, and the manufacturer gets very nervous if they've got a dealer that's not doing their job because they're going to have to buy the car back. So uh, you uh, you really get everybody's attention when you file a lemon law. I recommend the use of the lemon law as a threat more than actual because when you file it, it's then once you file it, it becomes a legal issue, and suddenly nobody wants to talk to you. The dealer. When you file a lemon law, the manufacturer tells the dealer, don't talk to the customer anymore, we'll handle it. And they can't afford to let the dealer try to handle it because he's already screwed it up because he didn't get the car fixed <laughs> right the first time. So, But yeah, there are lemons of every make, Rolls-Royces, Subarus, Hondas, Toyotas. Okay, my n- the
5: next question is, I happen to be what I consider a fairly good negotiator, and I don't mind spending time since I'm retired in, a, in, a, mm-hmm. in your showroom or whatever to negotiate the price of a car. Sure. I've tried going on Costco and all these other places, and in my opinion, I've always gotten a better deal myself rather than going through them. Mm-hmm. But my question is, on a lease, can, do you, can you go through them on a lease? I've never tried a lease through
0: them. Yeah, uh, com- it's more complicated, Marty, uh, with a lease. And I use uh, the rule of thumb recommendation buy rather than lease. But there are occasions when a lease can give you a better price, uh, total cost. Um, manufacturers more and more are incentivizing, they're putting special deals on leases. Manufacturers love to lease your car, and so do dealers, because their chances of leasing you another car or selling you another car much higher on a lease than they are purchased. So if they can get uh, 40% more people back in the door to repeat uh, buying a vehicle of that make, uh, they can afford to put a few hundred dollars on a lease incentive. Sometimes you'll find uh, a vehicle advertised on a lease that has a manufacturer's incentive that doesn't apply to the purchase, in which case the lease would be better. But the lease is fraught with uh, pitfalls and uh, there's so many extra hidden charges you really got to know what you're doing. If you want to negotiate a lease, the way I would start, I'd negotiate the, the purchase price first. I would find out, and you're, you say you're good at it, and I believe you. Uh, go in there and tell them you want to buy the car and negotiate the price down as low as you can get it until you're satisfied you've got a really good price if you bought the car. Then say, I changed my mind. I want to lease it. And that selling price that you negotiated should be put into the lease contract as a, as a capital cost. That is capitalized cost. That was a selling price. The way they can jack up the lease payment and profit is by just simply putting a high cap cost. The manufacturer will typically allow a dealer, or the leasing company will allow a dealer to mark up the price on a, on a car by 10 percent over MSRP. They'll allow them to do that. So they, you can lease a car and they just mark the capitalized cost up to 10% over MSRP. So you probably would negotiate that price down way below MSRP, maybe 10%, maybe more. So that price you negotiated, it should be in the column on the lease called capitalized cost. Then after that, you just have to worry about the lease rate and the residual value. But I know you te- you can see now how complicated it is. There's too many variables in a lease. And it's harder for you to negotiate.
5: Yeah, well, you know, when you have the money factor and everything else thrown in there, you don't know. You know, it, it's it's definitely a tougher thing. I mean, I'd yes. rather buy the car. Sure. And then you know what you're actually paying. But sometime i my wife has gotten leases, so I get a lease, and mine is an owned car. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, you know, you got You got to go through the thing. But I didn't know whether if you go to a Costco
4: they're going to help you with a lease better than that
0: you can do it yourself. The, the Costco doesn't have the lease, uh, they, they have the, the purchase price so, purchase. Yeah, and then you, you take that price to be sure getting the capitalized cost, but at least there's too many variables in there and they have more hidden fees. You know you have a, a hidden fees when you buy a car add to those hidden fees which still apply when you lease a car the, they call it an inception fee, that's around seven or $800 and there's a disposition fee, which is three or four hundred dollars. There's an over mileage charge, which is God knows how much, could be thousands of dollars. And there's a beyond, above beyond normal wear and tear charge, which can be thousands of dollars. So uh, it's just like uh, it's like playing Russian roulette when you lease a car, unless you're really sharp and and do your homework.
4: Right.
5: And another thing that I think is wrong, which I guess Florida allows, and I'm sure it's in every state. They'll, they'll show you a car <clears throat> on an advertisement and say, well, you can have this car for, you can lease it for $99 a month, huh. but you got <laughs> right. to put $10,000 down right small print. Yeah. So, I mean, to me, they should make a car advertisement say what the true cost is hmm. without these nonsense prices.
0: Fine print is a joke. It's against the <laughs> law. Federal Trade Commission says, anything that modifies the price of the of the advertised product, any product, has to be in bold print, equal in size to the advertised price. Nobody does it and the regulators ignore it. So it's just fact of life. They don't uh, They don't enforce the rules.
5: Alright, well, thanks to God. I guess I can't change the rules. But, uh, <laughs> anybody that doesn't realize that and goes into a dealership thinking they're to pay $99 for the car yeah. uh, not paying attention.
0: Marty, how about volunteering <laughs> to become a vigilante for us and uh, people are, you're such a strong negotiator uh, you could really help people uh, uh, get a better price. Would you, would you want to be a vigilante?
4: Well, I
5: probably could, but you know what I find for me personally I could go to a dealership and spend four hours in there uh-huh. And I've been to places. Your dealership is pretty straightforward. Thank you. But I've been to Al Hendrickson, where it <laughs> takes me <laughs> like four hours to do a deal. <laughs> and I've walked out of the door four times, and they keep calling me back. So it all depends. You know, I I figure a price out, what I think I should pay. And if I get that price, fine. If not, I walk away. Uh-huh. Well. But I don't know if I'd
4: be good to tell somebody else what to do.
0: Well, think about it. You get a nice hat. Think about it. You get a nice hat like I'm wearing right now. If you uh, if you do it for us, you sound like you know what you're <laughs> doing, people. You could really help some people. So, Marty, thanks for the call. Please call again next week.
1: Okay. Have a good day. You nice too, hearing friend. from you, Marty. Um, that I, I loved it whenever uh, Marty said that. Uh, you know, he can't change the rules at these dealerships, but uh, what Marty can do is walk in another direction, like a lot of people should do you know when you're not getting what you want and you see there's a lot of shenanigans going on you just walk away knowledge is power ladies and gentlemen 877-960-9960 or you can text us at 772-497-6530 we're going to go back to the phones where John is calling us from West Palm Beach good morning John
6: hey good morning you can hear me okay
1: yes loud and clear
6: Okay, very very good. Uh, I don't know if this is uh, a ding on uh, Raymond Conda or if it's a uh, compliment for Costco, but we have a lease that we got from Raymond. It's due in a couple weeks. So they sent us a whole bunch of things out. You know, you got two months left, bring the car in, we'll get you a new lease, stuff like that. They even sent a uh, flyer out uh, saying, Dawn, your lease is up. Uh, come in. We have a Honda Civic for you for $109 a month and $3,000 down. Well, I said, "Don, let's shop around because I decided that doesn't sound right. So we went ahead and we went through Costco. We're Costco members. And Costco does not have a representative at Raymond Honda. Hmm. The closest they have to Honda is in Del Rey, so we talked to the guy in Del Rey, and we explained to him that we got this card from our, from Raymond stating that a Honda Civic we told him about the car you know what it said on the the, the uh, flyer that they set up just customer uh for a hundred nine and three thousand dollars down, and he went through his booklet. And he says I can't do that. He says if you didn't get that, Nick, he says because I can't beat that. He says the best I can do for you is 127 a month. And I'm thinking something's not right. So we took that card back in about two weeks ago and said we want this car as advertised on here, three thousand dollars down, and we knew it was going to be a base car, mm-hmm. you know, nothing on it for three thousand dollars for 109. And he took the card said wait a second let's take a picture of it you know or he gave it back he took a picture of it he said let me see what I can do to work it out and he never called us back mm-hmm. and we had left we said we'll wait across the street we'll give get something to eat while you work it out so we left and we never heard back from them. it's you know and I just I think we still have that card that they sent us but it's just the deception and I'm really I'm really appreciative of the Costco representative from El Rey Honda, spending his time to help us, even though we didn't buy a car or get into another lease. I said, forget it. We're done with leasing. We're just going to go buy a car, and uh, we ended up buying a 2002 uh, Avalon. I see. For three thousand dollars but fifty thousand miles.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we're it's with- uh, the Costco auto member program. I tell people that aren't even near Costco that for sixty dollars a year. Uh, is worth paying that right just to be able to access their auto member buying program. Even if you don't, you know, I, I had a lady that emailed me yesterday, and she wants to buy, she lives in Georgia, and she wants to buy a car, wants some advice. I said, are you a Costco member? She said, no, uh, the nearest Costco is 65 miles. I haven't answered it yet, but I'm going to tell her that she should go ahead and join Costco, even though she's never going to go in the door, just to be a member of the auto buying program, just so she can get a price. On a car and then she she will is a Costco member uh, she can she can find a dealership that she can buy the car from at a guaranteed lowest price so yeah uh, Costco is by far the best auto buying program out there you just have to be careful that you deal with a certified Costco representative and that you go through their website Yes,
6: that's what we did okay John thanks
0: again thanks again for the call Call us us again next week. We'd love to hear from you.
1: Yeah, we like like hearing from you. You're going to find transparency and honesty right here at Earl Stewart on Cars. So give us a call at 877-960-9960. And ladies, I'll remind you uh, that we do have $50 for the first two new lady callers. Give us a call and share your experience uh, if you purchased, leased, or had your car serviced. Our text number is 772 497 6530. You know, I ran across, a, a, I was thumbing through the consumer report and I uh, noticed that they had um, some uh, deal breakers they were addressing, and that's about cars and SUVs and the highest repair costs uh, and common fixes. And you know, there's when someone goes out to purchase a car they don't always figure in, pencil in, what it's going to cost them a year to keep that car on the road. They are focused on the price of the car, the car payment, and so many other things, and it really is something to take into consideration because that will be the deal breaker. It may be just way too expensive to keep that car on the road.
0: Good point, yeah, absolutely. Costco recommended car doesn't have to be the number one recommended car. But if uh, if a car has extremely high repair costs, insurance costs, or it's unsafe, it won't be on the Costco recommended list. If Costco recommends a car, it's hard to go wrong. Rick, how are we doing over there on the uh, text? Before,
1: Before Rick gets to that, we're going to go back to the phones, and John's calling us from Palm City. Good morning, John.
7: Good morning to everyone. I want to point out an article, a big article that was in the business section of yesterday's New York Times, and it's about the collector car market. It's very interesting because the live old car auctions were all cancel. So now, basically, it's online only. Now, my opinion, anybody that buys even a new car or a used car, especially a collector car online, is out of their mind. Second thing, they put an example of people from Hagerty, which is one of the largest old car insurance, collector, insurance company, They say that over half, more than half of their classic car buyers of pre-80 cars have an income of six figures or over. So that's just people that are interested in these cars. It's not for everyone. That's what I want to say. And then they give some exact example, which is out of sight. I mean, they give an auction company, 65 Ford Shelby, 3.85 million dollars. That's the one from the movie. So it's not reality, but here's reality examples that they give. They only give two cars as an example. A 49 MG, and they don't tell you what the guy paid for it. He bought it online. The second one is a 75 Toyota Land Cruiser. The guy flew 900 miles, buying it from the internet to Grand Rapids, Michigan. Well, again, I've been following collector cars. I have no idea what that's worth now or what it costs new. But I know one thing for myself. If I had $27,000, I would never spend it on a collectible car, including a 75, whatever it would be. So that's the way I feel about it. But, uh, and then the one that shocks everybody, there's a reference in there to a website that's called Bring a Trailer. That has collectible cars on it. It's a fairly new website. It's so successful, it's unbelievable. It was bought out recently by Hearst Publications. In last year, they had sales of 1,000 cars a month. Hmm. Uh, the, re- the sales are up 60%. But again, in my opinion, it may be called bring a trailer. But if I saw their cars advertised, I would not only bring a trailer, but I would bring two mechanics with me. <laughs> so that's my comment. I've been following collector cars for years. IT'S NOT FOR THE AVERAGE PERSON. YOU CAN WIND UP LOSING YOUR SHIRT ON IT. IT'S A PAIN IN THE NECK TO STORE A COLLECTIBLE CAR. TODAY'S GASOLINE, uh, uh, RUNNING-WISE, it's, IT'S A PROBLEM. SO, it, AGAIN, Haggerty MAKES SENSE WITH THEIR ACTUAL FIGURES. MORE THAN HALF OF THEIR uh, POLICYHOLDERS OF PRE-80 CARS HAVE SIX-FIGURE INCOMES. There's IT'S not. AN INTERESTING ARTICLE. Somebody should read it. It's in yesterday's New York Times, and it gives unbelievable figures of cars that sold from the uh, auction, live, and internet. And it's it's an interesting article.
0: Great. Thank you, John. I you know you said something earlier. I want to clear up that anybody that buys a car online, I I I, I can't disagree with you on collectibles, uh, but uh, most uh, most used cars now are being bought online, and they. The biggest seller is the Mannheim auction. They're virtually a monopoly all over the USA, and most all car dealers use it. And they buy cars online. It's perfectly safe, actually. They have they have the checks and balances in there, so you can't uh, be lied to or deceived. If you're a professional and uh, you're buying an auction online, that's the way it's done today. Uh, collectible, I don't know how they do it. Uh, and the other thing I was going to say that There's a huge amount of money going into collectibles these days. Uh, A lot of people are looking at collectibles almost like they do gold or some other things. They're afraid of the stock market, although you know you don't know the market's at an all-time high. But if you look back over the years with collectible collectible cars, uh, their return on a on a good investment you have you got to say that a caveat. If someone takes advantage of you, you can lose your shirt, as you said. But if you have someone that knows what they're doing, uh, and you sound to me, John, like you know what you're doing, but if you know what you're doing, if you've been buying collectible cars and and you had a place to to keep them and take care of them, uh, uh, I think you'd be ahead of the stock market today over the past 25 or 30 years.
7: Well, I agree with you, Earl, and it's certain vehicles, uh, they give an example. I mean, a guy purchased a 35 Duisselberg, which is an American car, and that sold an all time record uh, that Duesenberg sold for 22 million.
0: I read so, that. Who, who, who bought it? It, was, it, a it, car it that was
7: owned by Gary
0: Cooper. Gary Cooper, yeah. And, <laughs> and,
7: and I'll give you an example of a man that passed away uh, last year that I knew very well. He was a former mayor of Manalapan, and he had as many as 80 cars. He had 60, 50s, 60s, and 70s cars, and he had 20 of them in Manalapan. He lived right on Ocean Drive, Uh and the rest of them were in a special uh, temperature control garage, which I visited, in Montana. But the man had medical problems, so he knew that he wasn't going to be around, and he liquidated them through the years from 2015 on. And I would say he would put an unbelievable amount, many of them were restored, where your 37 Pontiac was. Mm -hmm. He had probably more in them than what they were worth, yeah. and almost all the cars that I followed when they were auctioned at different auction companies were actually a loss. But he was a ardent collector, uh, started them up on a dynamometer, he had a crew taking care of them, and uh, it, I mean cars that were so fantastically restored, I can't describe it. But I'd say very few of them, the total of 80 cars, that actually were a profit. From what he had invested in him in the, in the uh, restoration uh, and collecting of them, so uh, you have to be careful. Like, yeah, you're, you're, you're
0: right, John. Absolutely right. He probably was buying cars that he liked instead of cars for investment. Uh, but if you bought them, particularly for investment, you know, when I buy a, a stock, I don't care whether I like the company or not. If it's a good stock, I'll buy it because I think it'll go higher. That's why you have to buy cars. But if you if you just like convertibles and you buy a pretty convertible because you had one when you were 16, that's not the way to buy a collectible. Jonathan, <laughs> thanks very much. I appreciate uh, the call. You are on the top of our recommended caller list. We appreciate yes. your calling and look <laughs> for your next call.
1: Always have some great. Okay. Thank you. The one that really shocked me was just
7: bring a trail of website. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: definitely. <laughs> I'm going to take a look at that article in the New York Times. You always have such great information. Okay. Uh, Thank you, John. Okay, 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And, ladies, I'll remind you again, $50 for the first two new lady callers. I have breaking news. If you have nothing to talk about, uh, just call, say hello. Yes.
0: Breaking news. Stu Stewart has a negative test on COVID. He, he still has a temperature, but his COVID test came back now he. Congratulations, Stu. Yay. We love you, and we look forward to having you back on the show Aww, this
1: coming Saturday. We love you, Stu. I'm so happy. Feel better soon. How are we doing on text? We've
2: got a couple. Let's do it. Uh, let's see. Bob Anteville is asking, what do you think about these companies that connect people with others to take over their lease, like Swap-A-Lease? it's legitimate swap a lease is
0: probably the most famous one Uh, uh, they um they're careful and they make money because they've been around for a while and so uh you you have to qualify remember when you have a lease and you have six eight a year uh, more payments uh what you're looking for is somebody that's qualified with a leasing company that you are qualified for so It's not easy to get qualified for a lease. You have to have above-average credit to lease a car. So the first thing Swap Lease has to do is find someone that's qualified, who also has the money, who also wants the particular car that you have. Now, that's a lot of qualifications. If you get lucky, it's a great way to get out of a lease. But some leasing companies will not allow anybody to take over a lease. So first thing you want to do if you're thinking about it is check with your leasing company and say, hey, if I go to swap a lease or anybody else and find somebody that will take over my lease payments and you approve them as a lessor, is it okay? And some people say, no, they won't. One of those is Toyota. Toyota will not allow anybody to take over your lease. So when you lease a car, 36-month lease, you've made 24 payments, but you don't like the car or you can't drive anymore or whatever it may be, too bad. you got 12 more payments that... Toyota is going to get, uh, and somebody's going to have to make them. Don't believe the dealer when you take it in to trade it. He'll say, oh, I'll take care of those payments. He does. He takes care of the payments with your money. He pays Toyota leasing 12 payments, and then he adds it to the price of the car that he sold you or leased you. So be yeah. careful.
1: I'll yeah. tell you, I hope that it turned out well because recently someone asked me uh, about their lease. Their spouse had passed away, and uh, there was a lot of lease left on uh, the yeah. transaction. And um, I referred them to Swapalese. Yeah, swapalese.com,
0: uh, www.swapalese.com. Give it a try, they're legitimate. Uh, they, they do work for people I know. Uh, yeah. I know some people that I work for, but it's, it, it, it's, it's difficult.
1: Yeah, it couldn't be a godsend, but it is very difficult to qualify. Back to Rick.
2: And uh, we've got one. Good morning, Earl. Steve from New Jersey. Crazy how technology changes. Just today, I read that Lojack will discontinue. Oops, I lost, sorry, I lost my spot. There there we go. Okay. Lojack will discontinue U.S. sales in March hmm. while committing to provide services to current Lojack owners. Right. In addition, Owl from the Owl Cam has found it impossible to compete with better and cheaper alternatives. Hmm. Apparently, Owl Cam is shutting down.
0: Well, let me say this hmm. about Owl Cam. Uh, my Owl Cam is lying prostate on my dashboard and that worked great for me for about a year and then it just died and I just, I'm looking for the new Ring Ah. uh, webcam when when it comes out, but uh, I'm sorry to hear about uh, the Alcan and I'm also sorry about LoJack, that's been around for uh, 25, 30 years?
2: At least, yeah.
0: Very interesting. Okay, um, how are we doing? We got some more text over there? Do we? want me to go uh, We right? do.
2: Let me see. Ah, here. Hi, Earl. My mom wants to. This is from uh, Sean in Cleveland. My mom wants to sell her leased 2019 Subaru Forester. It's in very good condition. Has 29,000 miles on it and 15 months at 435 per month left on the lease to the bank. 6525 total. Residual value is about eighteen thousand. Kelly Blue Book says the value in trade at a dealer is 21 to 22.8. What's the best way to shop the car around the dealers to get the highest price so we can pay off the car with the sale?
0: That's a great question. I was going to mention that uh, as just an interesting note. Um, My dealership um, actually deals with some of these people that you should check with. Uh, We found that uh, Carvana buyanycar.com Broom. strange as that may sound, V-R-O-O-M you may have seen their Super Bowl commercial which was hysterical <laughs> uh, about torturing a customer and a car dealer. <laughs> All these uh, names I'm mentioning are online buying of used cars and uh, they'll buy your car or you can buy a used car for them or both uh, CarMax uh, Automation, everybody's jump- jumping into the digital uh, buying cars online so, what a great way to be sure you got the right price. Uh, what we're doing in my dealership now is, we have an appraiser, when I mean, we appraise a car when you come in to buy a car from us, but we also check with those names I just mentioned, CarMax, Broom, WeBuyAnyCar.com, Carvana, because they'll buy your car online. You go online, you never have to call anybody. you eventually have to let them look at the car. They'll come to the house, or you go to them, and they will verify that the condition and mileage and everything you reported online is accurate. So that's the way to answer the question. That's the way I would go to check the value of the
2: trade in to be sure if it was a fair price. That'll answer okay. the question. Okay. That, I believe you got it. I believe I got it. And let's see. Uh, the next one we have here is from Frank in Jupiter Farms. He sent in a picture of the dash on his Mercedes where it was showing minus 39 degrees Fahrenheit. <laughs> and i i had to ask him did you go out of town and he said <laughs> no uh that actually was right here and he actually was talking with randy Deppins, one of our service writers and randy found him a shop that nearby that handles electrical really well on the uh european cars and they found out that a rat had chewed into the wiring <laughs> and caused a bad sensor reading must have been a very cold rat <laughs> very chilly but it made it even yeah. colder minus 39. Absolutely. So he got his Mercedes all fixed up, and it, it fixed several issues, actually, there were several wiring issues there. And, Frank, thank you very much, because uh, although I did not partake, because I'm trying to drop a few pounds, Frank dropped off a whole box of pastries from Panera Bread at the dealership for the service department yesterday. Oh, wow. Thank you. I mean, it's just, it's, you know... Things like that, just we, we really love it.
1: Oh, it warms your heart. Um, we are going to go back to the phones. Uh, we are going to talk to Alan from West Palm Beach. Good morning, Alan.
8: Good morning, Earl. It's Nancy, Rick, and Stu in absentia.
1: Oh, gosh. I'm so glad to hear from you. We all are.
8: Yeah, I'm sitting here. I'm watching you guys on a big screen on my back patio and, and uh, I was reminded of a text Earl sent me earlier in the week about uh, uh, model specific uh, premiums going up and yeah it was on a it was on a Corolla I believe yes and a lot of people don't realize insurance companies now are, are perfecting. Used to, they they broke cars down into categories to determine premiums, you know, a performance car, a luxury car.
0: Alan, let me interrupt you briefly to let everybody know who you are, because you've been off the show for a while. Alan Napier is a collision repair manager at our dealership. He's been with me for a long, long time. He's kind of like a collision repair version of Rick. He knows just about everything about collision repair and insurance companies, and he was part of the show for many years and we miss him, uh, and uh, hopefully he'll make a guest appearance soon. But thank you so much for calling in. I just want to introduce you, and please uh, continue.
8: You're too kind. The uh, Anyways, it got me to thinking, most people probably think like I was thinking before I got your text, that um, uh, they're just looking at categories of cars, four-wheel drives, Jeeps. Jeeps have always had high premiums. But this was a Corolla. And there apparently is a high incidence of accidents with Corolla, not because of the vehicle, but because of, uh, you know, a lot of young people buy them. And, and mm-hmm. they, for whatever reason, the insurance companies have done studies and determined your insurance can be a, a slight bit higher. I think it was $16 a uh, cycle in this case. That's $16
0: so, a month higher than a Lexus, which, uh, the, you know, the yeah. customer was puzzled about that. And I was too, but you answered it.
8: Yeah, um, but I hadn't I hadn't realized that they had reached that level of of study on these cars. Uh, so it's the the lady, the customer that uh, called you with that concern. Uh, I'm glad she did because it educated me, and and so we just need to educate the public that uh, even though you think you're buying a a frugal economy car, this or that. If, if it's got a high incidence of accidents, your insurance might be higher than a luxury car. Sure. And, and I did not know that. Um, the other thing is, just a quick thing on the collision industry and the insurance industry. Since COVID, COVID insurance companies have been pushing virtual inspections of cars where they don't want to send adjusters out. Uh, it was a money-saving idea prior to COVID. Um, They want the shop to take photographs, or in some cases, videos, and then they write their estimates based on what they can see two-dimensionally in in those photographs. And after COVID, uh, they used the excuse that uh, we don't want to expose our employees to uh, the chance of of getting sick, which made sense. Um, But now that they're doing that, it has slowed the process way down. So if you get in an automobile accident, uh, expect the repairs to take longer because the processes with the insurance companies are taking so much longer. Yeah. Um, we we can write an estimate, take photographs, send everything into an insurance company, and then it kind of goes into a, a little pool where it's waiting for an adjuster. They could be in California uh, to review it and and rewrite the estimate on their station. And you know,
0: Alan, I'll bet it doesn't go back after COVID. When, we're, when this thing is passed us, uh, hopefully in, a, in 8, 10, 12 months, I guarantee you the insurance companies are going to see how much money they're saving by doing this uh, photo thing that makes the customer wait. And uh, a lot of companies are going to end up being uh, liking the digital way of doing things and not going back to having the adjuster come in and actually look at the car personally.
8: Yeah, and, and it, it can be a good thing, but they need to refine the process. Sure. Uh, because most people have a 30-day policy limit for their rental cars. Yeah. And the insurance companies, in some cases, are eating up seven to ten days of that uh, just waiting for the, the process to play out. So I just wanted to throw that out there because it's become a real problem for collision shops. It's a, it's a, sorry, I'm outside with my dog.
0: Yeah. Oh,
1: we're the, just, uh, we're glad to hear from you.
0: Well, while you're on the phone, yeah. let me re- let me remind and I know you'll endorse this comment, remind all people that when you have a when you have a collision, when you have a da- damage to your car, you have the right in Florida anyway, and I'm not sure about all other states to choose your repair shop. and the 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 insurance company is going to re- want to choose their repair shop And we recommend that if you're driving a Ford, you should go to a Ford dealership's collision repair shop. Honda, go to a Honda dealership's repair shop, if you can find one. Or if you have an experience with any repair shop that you know are honest, transparent, and will treat you right. But when the insurance company is steering you, and that's what the legal term is steering, they will steer you to their approved shop, quote unquote. Yeah, it's approved, all right. It's approved by them. because they agree to fix the car as cheaply as possible. And they agree to use aftermarket parts, not OEM factory parts, and they make a lot of deal with the devil, the insurance company, to keep the repair down. So when you let Allstate State Farm Progressive choose the shop, beware.
8: Yeah, I want, that's an excellent point. And most of the manufacturers now, Volvo, Ford, Honda, Toyota, have certification process that require a minimum amount of equipment, safety equipment, yeah. training for the technicians. These cars are so technologically advanced now, you need that. Whenever an insurance company sends you to a Heinz 57 independent shop, they're really not trained in any specifics of, of vehicle makes and models, uh, you're rolling the dice. Yeah. Um, that all the safety features are gonna be reset properly. Uh, last thing, and I'll—I I know you guys got a busy show going on. Uh, Big Dog Ranch Rescue—they're uh, working on saving a lot of dogs out of uh, Texas, and they really need some donations. I, I believe it's uh, BDRR.org. Yeah, yes. Um, but they need blankets. They need all kinds of things for all these animals shelters, and shelters. Trying uh, to get my book up here. Well,
0: here's a way to donate. You got me? here's a, i was just saying to jonathan uh have my book on camera because one way to donate to big dog ranch rescue is to buy confessions of a recovering car dealer on amazon and when you do that yep 100 of what you pay goes to big dog ranch rescue so what a great way to learn how to buy a car without being ripped off and save a dog at the same time yeah <coughs> Yep, that
1: law win-win situation uh. Alan, um, before you go, uh, thank you for mentioning that, but I have a um, young lady uh, that texts me this morning and I'm gonna take advantage of you right now. Uh, she asks the question, how can she keep her car insurance costs down? And um, I told her, shop, 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 you know, and, and, and just uh, research uh, all the other companies that you haven't dealt with. What is, what's your opinion and what do you have to say for her?
8: Well, a few years ago, from personal experience, I learned that uh, insurance is one of the very few uh, industries where you can be a customer and you're not rewarded for your loyalty. The longer the longer you're with an insurance company, uh, the more they're going to charge you. You don't get a discount for your loyalty, so you have to shop your insurance every two to three years. Um, just I, I say $30 a month uh, switching from progressive to state farm probably five years ago, uh, simply because I was a new customer. Um, so, you know, like my father's had the same insurance agent for 50 years and, uh, he's paying out the roof and he's like, well, he's a good old boy. He's always taking care of me. And it's like, but dad, uh, the new customers get rewarded. Um, the old customers uh, pay for the new customers.
0: So the insurance companies do yeah. have a reward program, but it's a negative. The longer and more loyal you are, the more they charge you. That's interesting. You know, a lot of companies yeah. give you points, and if you buy everything, you can apply the points and get discounts. Insurance companies raise your price. Very interesting. <laughs> <Yep>.
8: <laughs> Thank you, Alan. Usually about, usually about 12 to $17 uh, uh, dollars every time you renew. Wow. And it, it's just they do studies so that they understand, you know, the average forty-five-year-old male will will accept without researching x amount of dollars of increase. They they've got this down to a science.
1: Yeah, yeah she um, she sure. did she did uh, share with me that she felt that she was being penalized because uh, she's on the road all the time. She's been with the same insurance company forever and uh, she started talking to a few folks, and uh, she said they told her this just isn't right, and you proved that point just now. These insurance companies don't care about you, and how long you've been with them, they're not friends.
8: Yeah, and I'll close out, today. I do know you have a busy show and you have other callers. Uh, there are some things you can do to decrease your premium one is like state farm they'll put a tracking device in your car that monitors whether you speed how fast you brake how fast you accelerate you can get safe uh, driver discounts like that decrease the amount of uh, miles you're driving if possible that's not possible for everybody and uh, it's also it depends on the zip code you live in and where you work uh, the frequency of accidents there it's pretty extreme when I moved from Wellington, where I lived right across from a mall, that there were accidents every day, and I moved out to Lockehatchee, it dropped me thirty dollars um, uh, for every six months just just changing my zip code. That's pretty extreme. Anyways, I'll let y'all go. It's been a great show, and and uh, I look forward to Stu being back next week, and I'll see some of you guys on Monday morning.
1: Thanks, Alan. Thank you, Alan. Uh, We are going to go back to Rick. Uh, uh,
2: John Strine is asking, I applied to be a vigilante, but haven't heard anything for some time. Oh, boy. By the way, how do people who want a vigilante to assist them access this service?
0: Well, that's good. You go to ErlonCars.com, and you will see a link for vigilantes. And uh,
2: the the question is, how do we, how does he sign up? I, well, he's already signed up, apparently. Oh, signed up. He yeah. wants to know when when folks want a vigilante's assistance, how do they access that?
0: Okay, well, we have a list of vigilantes on the EarlOnCars.com. And mm-hmm. you go there, we have, we have their contact information so that you can look for your state, your region, and for, unfortunately we don't have uh, really good coverage uh, except in Florida we have quite a few and we have them spotted around the country. That's the reason we're trying to recruit more and more vigilantes from all over the USA. And uh, that you will find the location of the
2: vigilante nearest you at ErlonCars.com. Ah. And Donovan says, I have a question on how you deal with a used EV, electric vehicle, when it comes into the dealership on trade. The trade end, and then on the used sales end, what is the difference with the experience between an electric vehicle and a regular gasoline engine vehicle? As far as trade
0: ends and coming in, they're the same. I mean, uh, uh, they're very few. And uh, the, uh, uh, the fact of the future of the electric vehicle is, uh, is engraved in stone. Now it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. All the manufacturers have poured billions of dollars into EVs, most of them have committed to a date at which point they will have either all EVs or mostly. And uh, so it's a done deal uh, in terms of trade-in values and everything else. It's like any other car. You want to get a uh, you want to get a vehicle that has a good reputation, has good quality, Consumer Reports endorsement, and all those sort of things. But it's the same thing as the internal combustion in terms of uh, trading and buying.
2: Okay. And Michael Elliott has actually a, a two parter here. Hey, Earl, at what point in the deal do I tell the finance officer that I have my own finance with a great rate? And how do I get past the thought that I cannot hassle with the salesman since we go to church together?
1: <laughs> oh, boy.
2: <laughs> Tossed you right in the minefield, <laughs> didn't we?
0: Well, I would remind your salesman about the golden rule. And uh, you can tell them that you're going to explain to the minister or the rabbi or the preacher or wherever you're going that uh, he sold me a car and he violated the golden rule. I think there's a penalty mm-hmm. uh, when you go to church.
1: A- absolutely. And I think, I, like that. I think this is an opportunity for you to hold up your book because you have been to the confessional.
0: Yes, well, that's, uh, I don't want to offend any Catholics out there, but with that, so I'm, in a, I'm in a confessional booth there, and I am confessing some sins that... Yes. I, I've only started confessing them recently because of the statute of limitations. It's
1: a good thing.
2: So at, at what point would it be in the deal? Should he tell the finance officer that he has his own financing? When, when's the time to spring that? Well, are you, after, and, you,
0: after you've uh, bought the car, you you, you want to buy the car assuming that they're going to let you finance it. And that gives them hope that they can recover. If you've got a good price and you negotiated a good price, you've used Car or Costco and they feel like they've been defeated because you got such a good price on the car. When you're in that position and you've signed on the dotted line, bought the car, and they're expecting to get you into the finance department, well they'll make twice as much money, of course in your case, probably ten times as much money in the finance, there's hope for them to make that huge finance profit. So when you get the deal done and they're committed to sell you the car, then you go into, we call it the box, the finance department, and you say, guess what? Uh, uh, Flagler National Bank will sell me this car for $325 a month out the door with $1,000 down. If you can beat that deal, we can talk. If you can't, I'm going
2: home with my new car.
1: Rick, is this a, did you say this was a friend?
2: Uh, this is from Michael Elliott on, on uh, YouTube.
1: His, go ahead.
2: And he, he says, that, uh, I guess his salesman is goes his, to the same church with him.
1: Okay, so they're friends. You know, um, I don't know. I, I My opinion would be uh, from the get-go, you know, when you walk into the dealership, whether... You know, uh, he's a friend, whomever he is, because you cross that line as you walk into the dealership. And there isn't any, I, I don't mean to sound harsh, but there isn't any friends or neighbors or anything like that. You're there to make a purchase, not, you know, to, it, 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 it just isn't uh, acceptable. So you say what you want, you do what you want. If you don't get it, you know, you, you walk away.
2: Makes it tough. Okay, and last one so far is Silver Surfer. Good morning everyone. With your Tires for Life program, what brand of tires do you decide to use, and does the customer have a choice? Stay safe. The customer does have a choice,
0: and uh, uh, the uh, tires that we use are the ones that are recommended by Consumer Reports that have uh, the best uh, overall recommendations. Uh, you know, when we give a customer a set of tires, we look at them as being our tires and If we give them some bad tires and we have to replace them in two two years uh, or or twenty thousand miles uh, that 's pretty expensive. So we want something that will uh, last longer and be reliable and not have to have problems with because it 's our tires on your car. We want the best we could get for your car yeah, but absolutely if you decide you like a different brand will accommodate that, too. I've got an anonymous feedback. Let me, uh, this is interesting, and it was a, a very good anonymous feedback. Is the Costco auto buying program equivalent to a fleet buying price? Is it possible to get a lower price from in-person shopping? Is financing offered in the Costco process? All good questions. Uh, it's not, uh, it is, I guess it is equivalent to fleet because the, the dealer who is a Costco approved member, only dealer, that dealer has to sign a contract that says that the price he's giving you as a Costco member is lower, not as low, but actually lower than the price he sells that car to anybody. So that's sometimes even better than a fleet price. Also, um, you should still shop and compare. Um, if you've got the time, I mean, you can go on and buy a car on the Costco Auto Bank Program. If you go by the book and see the member-only price sheet, Uh, it's safe and you got a great price. If you really, really want to be sure, shop and compare. There are dealers out there that are crazily competitive, and you can take a Costco price to another dealer and say, look, this is my out-the-door price from ABC dealer. Out-the-door, can you beat it? They say yes, make them prove it, and if they beat it, buy the car from the other dealer. I mean, it's... It's dog eat dog out there, and just because the Costco auto buying program is a good program, or TrueCar is a good program, doesn't mean that someone might not beat the deal. When I, there's a good way to tell when a dealer's lying, when he says, "I guarantee nobody can beat my price," uh, that's that's just like uh, his lips are moving. Uh, when they th- when they tell you they guarantee nobody can beat their price, they've got to be lying. Otherwise. They'd be the only car dealer in the world selling that make a car.
2: I thought you were going to stop it right after the words guarantee. <laughs> like I guarantee. Oh, okay. Never mind. No. No. no yep. No. Yeah, exactly.
1: You know, this, this just isn't uh, a popularity contest, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, it definitely, you know, falls into, you know, a purchase that is, uh, you know, it, it's a pretty big purchase for a person. Uh, two of them that you're going to make in your lifetime, and that's a vehicle or a home. Or both, and a popularity contest just doesn't come into play. You uh, dot your I's, cross your T's, and you get the best deal that you can.
0: Okay, I've got another anonymous feedback here. How do we do it on time? Okay, anonymous feedback. I see many new listings of 2018 Toyota Highlanders now appearing on Auto Trader as well as on dealer websites. Would these be lease returns? Is Is there still any remaining warranty on these uh, average 30,000 miles on them. Well, the Toyota warranty is 3 or 36,000 miles, so yes, uh, probably would be a warranty on these. Uh, these probably do sound like lease returns, but some of them aren't. There's a, a lot of lease returns coming in now, and this is a good thing. Uh, the bad thing is manufacturers and dealers have been pushing, pushing, pushing leasing because they make more money when they lease cars. That's the bad news. The good news is because they did make more money. The bad news is, or good news is, when these lease comes back in, it's an opportunity to buy cars. The more that come off the market on lease, the lower the prices, supply and demand. So there are a lot of good uh, light model, uh, low mileage vehicles coming off lease. And uh, you, you want to, uh, uh, you're doing the right thing, you're going to Auto trader, And Auto trader is, uh, I mean, talk about the behemoth of uh, used car dealerships. I mean, they're not a dealership, but Every dealer that I know in the United States displays their entire inventory on Auto Trader, and you can, depending on how far you want to look, if you want, if you live in Paducah, Kentucky, and you want to go to Los Angeles, you can put a Los Angeles zip code in, and find a car there, and uh, you have to go get it, or they'll ship it if you want to pay for it. Road trip. But yeah, so when you go to a car dealer. You see, uh, inventory. Let's say he's got a big inventory. He might have 500 used cars. He might have a thousand used cars. Auto Trader has got five million used cars. They've got they've got every make and model, color combination you want. The one caveat about Auto Trader is the fact that they don't give you an honest price. They let the dealer add hidden hidden fees on top of the Auto Trader price. That stinks, but it gives you a place to start, so you find the car you want, you got the exact car, and you call the dealer, and then that's where you go to okay, you say the price is this, what is the real price? Then you play that game and find out what the real out the door price is, but you have a place to start
1: anyway hmm. that's a great uh, a great point that you just made, definitely, so ladies and gentlemen, as always, knowledge is power, and uh as I. Said earlier they're not your friends it's not a popularity contest so do what you have to do uh, we are going to be going to the mystery shopping report and uh, it's going to be uh, very interesting and uh, we would like you to vote on that mystery shopping report from uh, Mazda so uh, take advantage of that and we're going to go back to the recovering car dealer for the report
0: Southern Palms Mazda when I saw the report and uh, Stu Stewart Wrote it up for me and uh, emailed it last night. And I looked at this Mystery Shop of Southern Palms Mazda and said, Where is Southern Palms Mazda? I didn't know what the, I hadn't heard of this dealership. Anyway, uh, last week's Mystery Shop of Mazda Palm Beach was the first Mazda dealership expose we've done in a long time. As a matter of fact, Mazda Palm Beach is one of only two current Mazda franchises on our recommended dealer list. So we took it upon ourselves to find another Mazda store to investigate and get some better representation on GoodDealerBadDealerList.com. Go to Earl and Cars, or you could go directly to Good Dealer Bad Dealer List. If you go to Earl and Cars, you'll see the link. And you go there and you find out the recommended cars, dealerships I mean, and the ones that we don't want you to buy from. And we have a grading system that is A, B, C, D, F. Well, if it's an F, it's on the bad list. but. You could choose the dealers on the good list by how high they scored. We've been to Southern Palms Mazda before, but we didn't know it back in March of 2020 at the beginning of the pandemic. This was actually the second mystery shop we did after the national emergency was declared on March 13, 2020. Three years ago, Southern Palms Mazda was Royal Palm Mazda. That's what I think of that dealership, Royal Palm Mazda. A Penske Auto Group store. That's the second largest retail, uh, publicly owned group of car dealerships in the country. Automation being number one. Penske Automotive Group sold three of its dealerships, in the Royal Palm Auto Mall on Southern Boulevard, to the Terry Taylor Car Dealer Group, Auto Management Services. Now Terry Taylor, uh, we talked about on the show before. Terry Taylor is the largest, owner, private owner of car dealerships in the USA. And he's kind of a mystery man. He keeps behind the scenes and doesn't like publicity, which is highly unusual for car dealers. Most of us car dealers, and I'm in there, we're all egomaniacs. I think I'm an egomaniac. Maybe. I don't know. But anyway, I'm not shy. Actually, I am shy of parties, but
2: I digress. I'm going to plead the fifth on that whole conversation right there.
0: Royal Palm Toyota became Southern Toyota. Southern Palm, I like mean, Royal Palm Toyota became Southern 441 Toyota, Royal Palm Nissan became Southern 441 Nissan, and Royal Palm Mazda became Southern Palm Mazda. Uh, you know, it's confusing, isn't it? Uh, the names are terrible in my opinion, but that's just my
2: opinion. That that dealership has changed names at least three times that I know of. Uh,
0: yeah, it's three times, yeah, yeah. you're right. Uh, a lot of uh, juggling. the South Ford dealership changed hands a lot. It's a... A lot of car dealers want to be in South Florida because they love South Florida. So they're up north or in New Jersey, and it's too cold. Look at what it is right now. I mean, they're freezing up. Mm-hmm. So right now, car dealers are saying, "Boy, I'm freezing my blank off." Uh, if I had a car dealership in uh, in South Florida, I'd have sunshine. I'd have the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, that's what I'm going to do. And I can write off everything when I go down there from my home in New York and New Jersey. And I can expense everything because I've got a car dealership. Yeah. So they come down here and they buy a lot of car dealerships. That's hmm. a little aside there. Uh, as I said, we think Terry Taylor owns um, Southern Palms Mazda. And uh, I told you he is kind of a undercover guy. And uh, yeah, he's a good dealer. I mean, I don't say he's a bad dealer. He's got good dealerships. He has some good people. I personally know some of his dealers. And and uh, he's he's. uh uh I'd say probably more often than not on the recommended list. Last March, we sent Agent Thunder to investigate a Southern Palms Mazda ad for a new 2019 Mazda CX-3 with a super low price, $16,500, on a vehicle with MSRP of $21,375. When, when he went in to try to get the advertised price, Southern Palm Mazda added $2,700 in hidden fees. That's a lot of hidden fees, folks. I mean, I say a lot, not in South Florida maybe, uh, anywhere else it would be, and that included uh, add-on dealer-installed accessories. We found a similar ad this week, this time for a CX-30 Mazda, the same vehicle agent Lightning tried to buy last week, this time the ad promised $5,000 off MSRP on all remaining 2020 Mazda CX-30s. With Agent Lightning away on a long-distance measure, remember we talked last week, if you're a regular listener, uh, we're going to have a real long-distance uh, mystery shop, but unfortunately, Agent Lightning, our female shopper, was delayed by the massive winter storm affecting most of the United States. We call an Agent Thunder to come in, fill in for Agent Lightning. Agent Thunder being a male shopper. Here's the report, speaking as if I were Agent Thunder. Prior to departure, I went to Southern Palm's Mazda website to get a feel for the availability and online pricing of 2020 CX-30s. Like my counterpart, Agent Lightning, I discovered an exaggerated amount of vehicles listed as being in stock and available. Dealers love to exaggerate. They love to lie about. I have the biggest dealership. I have the most inventory. I have the lowest prices.
2: Puffery. uh, yeah,
0: Yeah, puffery, yeah. And uh, it's not true. And uh, inevitably, it's not true. There's always a lower price. There's always a bigger dealership. Uh, and there's a whole lot of honest dealerships probably. So, here he has uh, 603 new vehicles. That's BS. Just like Mazda Palm Beach, this reported inventory level is not believable at all. Uh, this dealership does not sell anywhere near the volume new vehicles, That would justify stocking so many new models, but you see the advertisement 603 new vehicles it sounds like if you got that many cars, you're going to be discounting them, that's a lot of cars, you got to get rid of some. you probably don't have room to park them all I'm going to get a good deal, plus the fact look at the selection, they're going to have every color, uh, equipment combo, uh, combination everything, anything I want in a CX-30, 603, I'm going to find exactly what I want, except they're lying they don't have 603 new vehicles. Uh, the dealership also claimed to have 76 CX-30s, and not credible. I called the Earl's own car team to discuss, and we eventually figured out the mystery. Looks like Southern Palms Mazda pools their inventory with two other Mazda dealerships. Daytona, that's owned by Penske, Daytona Mazda, and Mazda of Southern Charlotte, that's also owned no, by Terry Taylor, I'm sorry. Mazda of Southern Charlotte's owned by Terry Taylor, too. We're all assuming assuming that is true, he's the mystery man, so we just strongly think that's what it is. Interestingly, the ability to specify a particular location is only found on the mobile version of their website. The desktop version makes it appear that Southern Palm's monster is gigantic. Go figure. I narrowed my search to exclude the North Carolina and Daytona locations. I saw that they really had only four so, we went from 76 CX-30s to four CX-30s, okay? Then I hopped in my car and made my way to Royal Palm Beach. Boys looked different from my last visit, looked like they'd done some remodeling. I was spotted through the window by what seemed to be a sales manager, who pointed me out to a younger man. The younger man jumped into action and ran outside the grief. His name was Ricardo. He was wearing a mask and he was full of energy, He asked to see how he could help me. I told him that I had seen their ad for a new 2020 CX-30 Mazda I'm talking about with a $5,000 discount. That'll get anybody's attention, right? I asked Ricardo if I had described the offer correctly and he confirmed that I did. At least he knew what the advertised car was. Oftentimes you go into a car dealership, they don't know what you're talking about. But Ricardo did. Ricardo then said he needed some information from me. And it started, led me into the showroom. I complimented the shiny new showroom as we made our way to his desk. Once we sat down, Carter took my driver's license, asked for my contact information. He entered all this into his computer. Then he began asking me about things I hoped to get in my next vehicle. I played along. You know, I, I was, As I read that, I was thinking about this this morning. Can you imagine going through that in any other product you want to buy? I mean... You are literally interrogated. They got the light on, and uh, they're kind of thumbprint you. Uh, I don't think they do a prostate examination, but I probably shouldn't have said that, should I? (laughs) Anyway, to me, it's an invasion of privacy, and why why should you have to go through that to buy a car? Uh, Ricardo came to get me after maybe 15 minutes, and he led me to the CX-30, which had all the doors and rear hatch open. Then he systematically reviewed just about every feature the car had inside and out.
4: Hmm.
0: Ricardo continued to educate me during the test drive. It was one of the most competent performances I've experienced. And as Agent Thunder, and I'm speaking as way I were, but he's seen a lot of car dealerships. He's shopped a lot of dealerships. That's a compliment. So, Ricardo, if you're listening now, congratulations. You know your product, and you know how to deliver a pitch, deliver a product presentation, congratulations. Back at, back to the lot. Ricardo attempted a, a trial close. He asked me if I liked it, and if the numbers are right, would I take it home? They all do that. Standard operating procedure at car dealerships, trial close. I think I really disappointed Ricardo with my answer. I told him I wasn't that kind of a buyer. I told him that even if the numbers look good, I may have to go home and sleep on it. <laughs> That's an educated consumer. You don't ever buy a car the same day you start shopping. And you don't ever buy a car from the first dealer you walk into. But they want you to, and you know why. Yeah. Then I suggested that we head back inside where he could show me the pricing. Ricardo said he needed to speak with his manager. Okay, that's standard operating procedure too. The back and forth. Let the games begin. We walked back inside. I was led to my seat again. Ricardo left. He was back in a couple of minutes and he sat down and deliver the message from his manager. Because they were so busy, it didn't seem busy to me, the manager can email the figures to me. Now, usually when we do a uh, mystery shop, everything is kind of like some other dealership we shop. We've never seen this. The manager was too busy to come out and speak to the customer. And I'm sitting there, I don't see any other people in the showroom, but he was too busy. I'm afraid to speculate on what he may have been doing, that he was too busy, but he was too busy to talk to the customer.
1: Was he there? Gonna e-
0: and then he's going to email me the figures. Was he there? Yeah, it, well, maybe yeah, maybe there is no manager. And uh, anyway, uh, and who wants to email figures? You should email figures, but the hardest thing we see is getting anything in writing, but he offered to do that. In fact, you know, will, it, will it happen? Will they get the figures? I don't know. I do know because I read the whole report, but I'll tell you later. Uh, this was new. I asked him why he couldn't take a few minutes to go over it with me while I was there. Ricardo said that since I can't commit to buying today, the manager needs to prioritize his time. In other words, I wasn't important enough for the manager to come out and say, hello, here's the numbers, here's the price. I wasn't important enough. He, I, I wasn't a priority and we still don't know what the priority was. Then he promised I'd have the numbers sent my way ASAP. At that point, do you think i believe that? I think he just wants to get rid of me. Yeah. And he gets me out the door and says, well, that cheap uh, blankety blank, uh, we're not gonna make any money off him. Let him go buy the car somewhere else. He didn't say that, I'm just uh, off the cuffing. I recapped the deal. I expected a $5,000 discount off the MSRP, of 27300 Ricardo confirmed this and said there were no gimmicks. We bumped elbows, he said he'd get the boss to email that afternoon. I left, after two hours I still had not received the email uh, with my pricing, I texted Ricardo, this worked, huh, and that surprised me as I read this report this morning. It worked, I re- received the figures within a minute. The top line was MSRP 27300 there was a $5,000 discount, Just like the ad promised. But, you know, there's always a but. Then came the ads. $347, permaplate. That sounds like one of these paint sealing BS things that they've never paid a nickel out of a warranty and they don't work. Worthless. $1,695 for an appearance package. Likewise, worthless. Then they added $285 in taxical fees, which is the new name taxable fees. Taxable fees is a new name for hidden fees. And that's one of the reasons they, one of the ways they hide them. They call them a fee, but they say taxable. Real fees aren't taxable. They don't tax sales tax, that's a fee. They don't tax a registration fee, that's a fee. But if they say, deal a profit, they tax it, but they call it a fee and say it's a taxable fee. Hmm. Confusing. And, of course, they have the $899 dock fee. All told, an extra $3,226 in hidden fees and unwanted accessories were added. Here we are. This was almost a repeat of the bait-and-switch ad that we investigated in March last year. The main difference was the bizarre refusal of the manager to come out and present the deal. True car was not cooperating. I'm not sure. I'll have to ask Stu what, why that was. So we were only able to compare agent thunder 's price range a price with a range of twenty five thousand to twenty seven thousand so uh, it was probably an average price i don 't think it was a terrible price they wouldn 't have emailed the price if it were a terrible price so i 'm guessing it was probably a reasonable price uh, not the lowest price but a reasonable price and now we 've got a we've got to score of these folks and uh
2: Anybody got any scores coming in yet? We do at the moment. Uh, First one I've got is Jonathan from Wellington, who says, hidden fees, way too much, automatic F. I'm waiting to see what we've got coming on Facebook. I've got another one here for an F from an anonymous. Okay, folks, come on on YouTube. Give
0: me some grades here. Yeah, the Fs uh, automatically put somebody in the Do Not Recommend list. And for the new folks listening, remember, we grade on the curve. <clears throat> and they, the curve is the best of the worst and the worst of the best. And because virtually every car dealer in Florida has some bad habits and treats customers in ways that we don't recommend, uh, if we scored them all Fs because of those bad habits, We'd have no place in Florida to buy a car, and the same thing applies to other states. Because I keep forgetting, we're worldwide now. So uh, we say if this dealership is okay, even though they shouldn't have done this, this, and this, then we give them a grade above an F. So just if, you're, if you haven't voted yet, and you're getting ready to go on Facebook or YouTube, text or whatever you do, uh, bear that in mind. We have to have some place to buy a Mazda, and. Uh, have to grade on the curb Nancy what do you got over there
1: uh, <clears throat> what I have is uh, ah. anyway uh, I'm trying to wrap my head around the fact that uh, there's only four of these vehicles instead of uh, 76 that's number one yeah uh, n- uh, number two uh, where on earth is the manager where on earth is the manager yes. also um, uh, this here permaplate um, you can do the same thing with some if you take it to a car wash and have it detailed. Mm-hmm. And the permaplate plate doesn't even last. Yep. Uh, that's the bottom line for that. And my grade, I give them an F.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Now we got
2: on. some coming in. Okay, good. Uh, Linda's going with an F. Mark Willicki with an F. $3,000 hidden fees, can't make the manager, walk out. Uh, Mark Ryan's is a D. Tim Gilliland, D minus. Donovan's giving him an F. Mark from St. Louis, a D plus. He likes the idea of the quote emailed, less people interaction. Yeah. Uh, Wayne with a D, Guy with a solid D. And for myself, I'm going to go with the D because I'm going to say I love the salesman, Ricardo. He he knew his product. He knew what he was doing. And I think if you can work, a, work the negotiation, if he could have got to the manager and beat him up on the negotiation, he yeah. could have got a good deal on that car. Yeah
0: yeah i i uh, i'm gonna go with a uh, i'm gonna shock you here i'm gonna go with a c and uh, the reason I do that is I agree with the last grader about the email uh wh- what they did was they were they they put their price in writing and they gave it to you on a piece of paper when you print out your email and uh that tells you uh something uh when a, if you can get a written price bottom line price from a dealer they can't be too bad. And this case here was combined with the fact that the manager was insulting by not coming out. The manager should have come out, written the price down, and handed it to you. And I might have probably given you a B if he'd have done that. Because when people say they're shopping around, they usually can't get a price from a car dealer. In this case here, they did get a price, and it wasn't writing. And it uh, might have been an
2: accident that it happened that way, but uh, I'm going to pass them. I've got a whole bunch more D's and a couple of F's, but a lot of folks are saying passing, but just barely with that D. Okay, we pass them. And we have
0: uh, Palm Mazda on Southern Boulevard and Royal Palm Beach. Southern Palms Mazda. Yep. Uh, go on the approval list. Uh, We're running a little short of time.
1: Yes, we are. And uh, another great mystery shopping report. We hope all of you enjoyed it. And uh, we thank you for joining us here at Earl Stewart on cars. Um, And we will be right back here next Saturday morning. Have a wonderful weekend.